This is Simple Roots Radio, episode 26, and the answer to the question, what do you cook when you don't feel like cooking anything? Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, I just wanted to remind you that this show is dedicated to simplifying your health, allowing you to live with more purpose, more joy, and ultimately achieve the lasting health you've been looking for. In this episode, we're gonna dive into a very particular topic and one so many of us think about. What do you cook when you don't feel like cooking anything? Don't worry. If you have those thoughts weekly or maybe even daily, I can promise a lot of it is just that we tend to overcomplicate things. So let's break it down and provide you with one actionable step that you can do today to make mealtime less stressful. Today, we'll be talking about having go-to meals. It's a simple step but can make a huge impact. It's making the impossible possible. So let's get right to it. So what do you cook when you don't feel like cooking anything? I know that we all have those days. I probably have those days more often than not. But here's the reality. We just overcomplicate the issue. Okay, we all have those days, right? The days where we really feel like we just don't wanna cook anything. I know I experienced that yesterday. I had just cleaned my entire house and my kitchen was spotless. The last thing that I wanted to do was get another pan out and have to wash it later on. But my family still needed to eat. I still needed to eat. And so the question became, what should I cook that's quick and easy? And I think it's a question that so many of us have. But here's the reason I think that so many of us fail or so many of us just grab takeout or maybe don't eat at all is because we just overcomplicate it. We make cooking and this act of eating just this extravagant process that's overcomplicated instead of just having those easy things to do, which it's okay to cook extravagantly once in a while, things that take a lot of steps. But if those are our only meals that we really feel confident in cooking, of course it's gonna weigh us down and it's gonna make us not wanna do that. So to get out of the funk, I wanted to do this fun and quick show on what to cook when you don't feel like cooking anything. So the easy answer is having backups, like those back pocket meals, and I call them go-to meals. Basically, it's just a list that I've created over time of foods that I know are easy, are healthy, are really quick to make, and that my family loves. There are go-to meals, things that we eat often. In fact, probably two to three times a week, I'm pulling from my list of go-to meals. I think that we all have these. We maybe just don't have them established or listed out so we know how to run to them. And if you don't, this is the perfect opportunity to create that list. The problem though with a lot of people's go-to meals or the meals we run to when we really don't feel like cooking anything is they tend to be overly processed, like hot dogs and tater tots. And don't get me wrong, we've had our fair share of frozen french fries just because life happens, right? But I wanna change that and I wanna make our go-to meals healthy. So in other words, when you don't feel like cooking anything, well, there's always something easy that you have on hand. So here's the quick way to make go-to meals. First, it just takes making a list. That's it. 
All you have to do right now is sit down with a pen and a paper and start jotting down those foods or those recipes or those meals that you know are easy. They don't require a lot of time. They don't require a lot of dishes. Just things you can throw together and your family loves them. Write out 10 to 15 meals. Maybe you can't even get that many. Honestly, when I sat down to do this, I had five that came to my head right away. And so just start with five. Just start with the basics, just enough that you can pull from them. So do that, make a list, and make sure you include a link or a source to the recipe. So it's not something like you have to go back through all your cookbooks and find where that recipe was because you can't remember or how many magazines you have um, or where it was online. Just write down what you like and the source if you even need a recipe. Most of mine don't include a recipe simply because either I make them enough that I have it memorized or because they're just kind of throwing things together of leftovers and making a meal out of that. So write out a list, make sure you include a link to the sources. The third thing is when you do your weekly meal planning, always pull from that list, you know, pull one or two meals from that list. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less based off of what you have going on, but just know it. What we do is we have the list and I just have it in my planner or I have it in my kitchen, you know, taped to the back of a door or wherever it is so that you can open it and just look at it as you're meal planning or when you come home and you're really stuck and you just don't know what to do, just to give you a little boost of encouragement, a little boost of inspiration so that you can continue on this process. You know, when you're doing your weekly meal planning though, you also need to take this into consideration when you're grocery shopping. One thing that I do on my go-to meal list, which I'm gonna give you in a second, is that I just make sure that I have all of the staples for those meals on hand. Of course, I can't always have all the produce, um, you know, avocados, lettuce, tomatoes, whatever it is. I mean, I have all of those things, but generally I have enough of them that as long as I have the staples or the base of every meal, we are good to go. So make sure the food is on hand because of course, if we don't have good healthy food on hand, how can we expect that we're gonna eat it? So this is a top priority is having it on hand. And the fourth one is a give or take, but something that I would really highly promote and something I do in my weekly newsletter is to give you that weekly meal plan, but also the prep list. Because I think that so often we get stuck or we don't wanna cook is because we don't have anything prepped in advance and we know how long things take to prep. And so just having basic things prepped like vegetables chopped and onion chopped. Do you know how many more times I would have cooked if I just simply had the onion chopped up and diced? Because one, I don't like cutting onions. It burns my eyes. I know I'm a sensitive person, um, but it also seems to take forever. Even though I'm over-exaggerating, it's not that difficult. But just having onions chopped up in a bowl makes a huge, huge difference for me. So being prepared, other things that I always prepare because it's on my go-to list is I always bake sweet potatoes ahead of time because you can mash them or you can just do stuffed sweet potatoes and that saves me so much time. And slow cooked meat on hand is also another basic thing. So having, you know, slow cooked chicken, shredded chicken or shredded pork or shredded beef, something that you could make into tacos, you could make into barbecue meat, you could season in other ways. You could put it in tacos, on salads, in stuffed sweet potatoes. There's lots of different ways. So whenever I start out the week, when I prep foods on my go-to meals, I always have prepped the basics for at least one meal, if not two. So whether that's baking sweet potatoes, whether that's slow cooking meat on the weekend and using it all week long, or just chopping up vegetables to make it nice and easy. But again, I think really the one actionable thing that we could do is just make the list. So once you have that list, you know go-to meals, 
you have the prep list, maybe you didn't even do that, but you just have the groceries on hand, the two basic components of this. I also think it's important to consider that you can do partially cooked meals. So what I mean by this is stopping at the grocery store and using rotisserie chicken. Just having the protein source made makes things a little bit easier at home. I know that's an often go-to meal of mine is I'll just text my husband right before it's time for leave for work and I'll say, hey, can you swing by the grocery store and pick up a rotisserie chicken? Because then all I have to prepare is the sides and a lot of times it's just pulling things out of the refrigerator and either reheating them or chopping up vegetables or uh, again, those baked sweet potatoes and using those as my base. So other things is, you know, stopping to pick up rice at the store, which pre-cooked rice um, only costs like a dollar. Could even get rice and beans from Chipotle. So there's a lot of things that you could stop, grab a few things that are really inexpensive, just the basics that are already pre-cooked. The other thing is just to utilize your slow cooker. I feel like at the end of the day is when you get sluggish. And so if you already have your meal cooking while you're at work, then you don't have those thoughts when you come home of what should I cook for dinner? You already have done it. And so utilizing the slow cooker more, which I need to be held better accountable of because there's no greater feeling than coming home at the end of a long day and walking into a house that smells delicious and knowing all you have to do is serve up that food and put it on the table. It's the best thing ever. So utilizing the slow cooker and those partially cooked meals really goes a long way in creating that list of go-to meals. So really quickly, just to give you my go-to meals, one is stuffed sweet potatoes. So again, just having those baked sweet potatoes in the refrigerator that we can reheat and then we can top them with leftover protein sources. So whether I've shredded meat and had that or whether we've grilled meat in, the, in advance or just having some beans on hand that we can stuff it with beans and other produce sources. And then I always top it with a sauce or a dressing. So it's not specific, but just saying stuffed sweet potatoes. Generally, this is one of those times where we pick up rotisserie chicken and I like the Caesar stuffed sweet potatoes. So having lettuce and sweet potatoes and chicken and tomatoes and then topping it with a Caesar dressing, that's one of my favorites. So stuffed sweet potatoes, the number two thing on our list is breakfast. We have those five ingredient blender pancakes or waffles, which are on my site at simplerootswellness.com. I'll be sure and link it in the show notes at least once a week, if not multiple times, for dinner, breakfast and dinner. They are the easiest pancakes and waffles you'll ever make. You can choose either or. They're both on my site. Um, My family loves them. They're light. They're fresh. They're delicious. I know you can love them. And so we'll have breakfast, whether that's pancakes and waffles, but I always add the additional protein source. So maybe eggs or eggs and bacon along with that, just to make it more well-rounded. Um, So breakfast is a really common thing. It's a really easy meal to make and add things to and change. So it's not the same all the time. So maybe one week we have um, waffles with different toppings, fruits, nuts, seeds, and, you know, some whipped cream to make it fun. Maybe another time we have pancakes with eggs and and bacon. Um, There's lots of different things that you can do with those things to enhance them or to make them more well-rounded and change them. The third thing is rotisserie chicken again, which can be made into salads um, or easily converted into a casserole. This kind of goes along. I usually buy rotisserie chicken if I don't have a shredded meat or haven't made a shredded meat over the weekend. The fourth one is tacos. 
Um, again, just something quick and easy, something that my husband can make, I can make, uh, my kids love it. So whether it's taco bowls, so whether we've picked up rice or have rice and beans along with tacos and lettuce and all the toppings or whether we put them on top of a baked potato, again, stuffing potatoes is one of our favorite things to do and it's so easy. Um, so tacos anyway is how we like it. And the fifth thing is a sheet pan dinner. So this is basically where all the vegetables are cut up in advance, or maybe you have these in your freezer, those dump meals where you can just dump it on a sheet pan, throw it in the oven, and you don't have to think about it. Some of our favorites here are 30-minute baked fajitas. So that's just peppers, onion, and steak or chicken all diced up, seasoned together, and just throw it in the oven. The other quick and easy one that I usually have on hand is in the freezer. I just have um, chopped sweet potatoes and green beans together or any other kind of roasted vegetables, chicken, and then that's all seasoned with an olive oil and um, an herb mixture that I can just, again, lay on the sheet pan, throw it in the oven, bake it for 30, 40 minutes, and take it back out, and it is all good to go. So those are our five go-to meals that we really have. I have a few more on my list, but I just wanted to give you those five basics, the ones that I often am always pulling for. So your list doesn't have to be big or extravagant. Short and sweet is really all it takes. But the goal with this is to take the thinking out of mealtime, make it less stressful, if not stress-free, and ensure that you feel confident in your health so that it becomes easy, right? This is where good habits are formed. This is where it's easy to resist the temptation of eating out or eating things that you shouldn't just because you're hungry. Go-to meals really are a realistic solution, plus they lift a huge burden. But the goal, again, is just sitting down right now and making a list. So just to give you a few more quick tips when it comes to back pocket meals, know where to get your hands on those partially cooked foods. You know, know the grocery store. Know that you can pick it up quick and easy. Maybe, you know, a Chinese restaurant where you can just grab some rice or Chipotle where you can grab rice and beans, whatever it is. Just those quick places you can stop, grab, and go. Also, know how to heat food up, leftovers up correctly. This is what I'm learning. I love leftovers. My family eats leftovers. We're like the garbage disposals of the family, especially my husband, that poor soul, eats so many leftovers um, and he does it like a champ. But I think there's a lot to be said about reheating. So often we just go to the microwave and we just pop food in and then it's like mediocre, right? Like it's mushy, it's all together. So the microwave is a great source of reheating food when you need it but you know, meats that you don't wanna overheat or dry out. One of my favorite ways to do this is to take a skillet, maybe it's cast iron, whatever it is, and just put some water in the bottom, maybe some butter or oil, coconut oil or olive oil. Place the food in, obviously the oil would only be needed for a protein, like if you're reheating like a non-protein item, then you would just use water, sprinkle some of that in the bottom, place the food in, and then put a lid on it right away. And the steam of that water will help reheat the food without losing all of the moisture out of that. So on the quick stovetop, it's pretty quick. It only takes a couple of minutes. That steam gets going and it really heats fast. Know how to heat food up. The third thing is to use a bowl instead of the plate. So the new trend is to get rid of the plate and just use the bowl. So just layering foods on top of each other. This is great for leftovers or just quick, easy meals where you just start layering foods together and just eat it out of a bowl. And don't forget your slow cooker. We talked about that again, just utilizing the slow cooker. There's no greater sense of coming home to food that's already made. So it's really just easy things, creating a list. And I promise this will ease your burdens. 
So right now, I want you to take out a pen and make a quick list of things you feel confident making, you love, and are healthy, or maybe things you could healthify. From there, keep expanding and keep this list close to your kitchen so that you can just open it and look for inspiration. If you want a weekly meal plan to help you along this journey and along with that prep list, then make sure you just go to my blog at simplerootswellness.com and add your name and email and then you will get sent exclusive recipes, exclusive content, as well as those weekly meal plans and recipes. It's a pretty sweet deal. And they're really realistic and healthy and delicious. So I wouldn't send you anything that I wouldn't eat. And I'm pretty standard, pretty basic, pretty um, realistic about my food choices. So make sure you sign up. Again, that's at simplerootswellness.com or at the show notes at simplerootswellness.com slash 026. And you can also find all of the recipes for my go-to meals on the show notes. And if you want more help and accountability, I'm very, very, very excited to announce my latest project that I've co-designed and co-planned with another very realistic friend and blogger, Heidi from Fruity Crush. And together we've created an amazing product for busy moms and women just like you and me who need good meals on the fly. It's called the Well-Fed Planner. It's a daily life planner that takes into account the most important thing, and that is your health. To find out more about this amazing, meal-revolutionizing, life-changing planner, head on over to wellfedplanner.com, add your name and email, and you'll be the first to find out more and get a few sweet gifts just for you. This planner launches in just a few short weeks, and we would love for you to be a part of it. I know it's going to be a resource you love. So with that, thanks again for tuning in to yet another show. But before you go, I'd love to hear from you and know what your favorite go-to meals are head on over to the show notes at simplerootswellness.com slash 026 and leave a comment or shoot me an email. I'd love to compile a big list that can be shared so together we can help revolutionize mealtime and make it less stressful. So let's bring the simple back into healthy eating. So make sure you drop me a note and head on over to the show notes to get my recipes for my family's favorite go-to meals. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you at the next show talking about food labels and grass-fed meats. I know you're going to want to hear this.